You're listening to episode 312 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without actually giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? What a camel. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. <laughs> 360 Vegas Vacation 9, Eve, Eve. Because, <laughs> you know, there's another Friday coming up. There is another Friday, but we won't be doing a show next week. So Really? Oh, we're not? I thought we might. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I, I, I left it wide open. I'm like, well, let's see. Let's see if you're well, in the mood. I think normally you don't because you're not in the mood to edit because we head down. On the morning. Well, because, yeah, yeah we don't, we're not going down on Friday. We're going down well, on, Saturday. on Saturday. So typically I'd be waking up early and doing that. But you are right. Like, the excitement could get around there like... There's no way. Um, although, to be fair, it's not like it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Because, <laughs> like, last time I intentionally altered my sleep pattern so that way I could stay up a little bit right. later. But not as much as I thought. I think that, that was a mix between the fucking weed and, and yeah. mixing that sleep pattern up. That I'm like, like, and it was really funny because I'm used to drinking, which at some point, the way I drink, passes you out. I right. just pass out. And the weird thing about this was I didn't get, like, I was tired as one would get tired, but not more because of the weed. So then everybody's dropping off like flies or getting sloppy drunk doing right. stuff. And I'm like, so this is what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> this is what everyone was telling me about now. I have first-hand knowledge. <laughs> yeah, so even though the official events kick off on uh, on Saturday or Sunday, this is a vacation for us, too. So we'll be, you know, kind of check it out Saturday. And yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the one of the many ways that we... I, I, I hate to make it sound like we have to do this, but it's one of the things that we made a conscious decision before we even got here, once we knew we were coming here, that we were going to do. And things like Vegas Vacations will continue to be the same. Like, we get a hotel down on the Strip and on Fremont, and right. we stay there the whole time when we pack our bags. Like, we don't come home. Like, it's... Well, we might, is, might pop home to check in on the twins. Home but, is um, home. Yeah. But it, it's... Well, I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation. Right. I don't want to... I don't want to blur the two. But. So, yeah. So we're excited about it, too. Yeah. So, you're right. Vegas Vacation 9, Eve, Eve. Eve, Eve. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and start the show. He's Mark. I'm Karen. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. Oh, by the way, Tony's not here. I think he told you last week, but... I don't know, because I think that was in the post stuff that he... Uh, I, I don't think Sloppy he actually said Tony. it on the show. <laughs> it was kind of after we hung up. He's like, okay, so FYI. Yeah, so ooh, he's... Oh, here's a fun behind the scenes. Tony openly admitted to us, no, I di didn't remember doing a show, period. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, he was... Uh, I think maybe he remembered the beginning of it, but, like, so much of it <laughs> was him going, I had no idea. I well, didn't. he said... That, and I've had to do that before, where I have to go back, because somebody will... You know, mention something on Twitter, and I'm like, "What the hell are they talking about?" And you have to go back to, I have to go back to the show to listen to see what the hell did I say? I mean, we say it so many times that the entire concept was designed around the idea. Like when we were so bold to think we could do a podcast that people would like, it was because we had been in many situations where all we were doing was hanging out and trying to make each other laugh. And you would realize, because my loud-ass fucking voice, people would pay attention. Instead of getting annoyed how loud we are, they're like, what are they talking about? Like, yeah. it was obvious. So we're like, well, shit, if that'll work, like, I'm sure we'd be <laughs> able to pull something like that off. But, yeah. It's so we don't, just, we don't remember what we're always saying. Yeah, we're well, just, for, hey, for those of us that, that 
do drink on occasion, <laughs> which is now just, you know, Tony and I, because Mark has to run stuff anyways. Um, the weed might be cropping in for you every once in a while, but uh, so even this week, I'm not, I am not uh, imbibing at this moment. So this we moment, should, we should be at a, yeah, well, it's still early. It's right. only, Come on, what it's are a we, Friday, you dick. It's, well, I guess it's, it's almost two our time, but um, when we're, we're recording this, so I guess I could be, but we're, um, you've got some friends in town that we're going to probably head out and catch yeah. up with. So, you know, we're just waiting and see how it goes. Yeah. Oh, anyway, random vase. Yes. Binion's horseshoe signage contained eight miles of neon tubing and 30,000 light bulbs when it was installed in 1961. We got that from the Neon Museum. And the thing that captures my imagination the most about that is think about the packages of light bulbs we get. And think about even the industrial kind that you can get if you go to, like, Lowe's or something like that right. at Home Depot. <laughs> I think about ordering 30,000 of them. <laughs> and what do you do with them? I mean, because you got to have backups. I mean, oh, I'm sure like, they've got a storage facility someplace right, for those. Right. Where, like bulb number 16,827 is out. Let's replace that one. Right. <laughs> Let's move into the twit pick of the week. Have you ever had a metaphor scream at you the moment you saw a picture? Get ready for that experience. At Classic Las Vegas shared a picture of not only a monumental time in Vegas history, but also a passing of the guard. Showcased in black and white, adding further depth to the allegory, this view of the mirage, under construction, signals that everything is about to change. Radically. Captured off-strip, the photo showcases the sand cylindrical tower in the foreground, and in the background, the scope of the mirage project is so great it seems to engulf the sands as if to say, I am the future. Prepare for obsolescence. <laughs> what was once identified as a Vegas icon looks dated and quaint in this picture as evolution happens right across the street. Yeah. I started writing that one the second I saw it. I'm like, holy fucking shit. That, that was really cool because it does, uh, for folks that when you see the picture, it's almost like the, the, the sands is positioned right in between and the, hug the two towers and it's yeah it's like a hug and it's kind it's of like, like okay here, i'm here. just gonna you and did, it does look like it's gonna engulf like it. it's gonna pat it on the head like you did good you right. did good while you were here but right. we'll, we'll take it from here right. i mean it's a it's a really cool picture they got a great angle on it and um it doesn't look like it's necessarily across the street it kind of looks like it's um gonna, on the same kind of all around it. each other yeah like it's it's on the same property gonna gonna engulf it as you said so right. it's it's a really cool picture as always, we will link to the photo on our blog, feature it on all our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which Patreon subscribers should be seeing right now. Let's move into the news. First up, we've got some info on the Patreon feed and podcast players. So recently, we've had a few people inquire about the Patreon feed and how it works. Those that sign up to support the podcast on Patreon get a unique URL that gives the subscriber access to the restricted content published. If you choose to utilize Patreon's mobile app, that feed will be auto-set up for you because it's tied to the user information you sign up with. However, you can also use that URL, paste it into any podcast player, and it will install itself. Depending on the app, there are typically two ways that you can do this. You can add manually or just go to the search feature. I believe that's how uh, the native Apple podcast app does it. Native? Yeah, it's, it's native to the, to the uh, iOS. Okay. To the OS. iOS? OS. <laughs> Once it's done, not only will it auto-download each time new content is published, but you'll have access to all the archives available for download and streaming. It will act just like any other podcast you listen to via your app of choice. And you'll know you've successfully set it up when you see the feed listed as 360 Vegas VIP. I'll give you one guess who the person was that most recently told me that made me go, oh, for fuck's sake, well, clearly there's got to be a lot of people out there that don't get it then. Who, me? No, <laughs> Tony. Really? Yes. We were batting around ideas, and he goes, yeah, but then it's a real pain in the ass, you know, for, you know, because you have to listen to the show, you know, through the Patreon, Patreon. app. And I'm like, no, you don't. 
<laughs> I'm like, as a matter of fact, the first email you get from them tells, tells you, you how don't to do have it. To and how to do I'm it. I'm sure he just saw a link and just clicked on it sure. and didn't. Well, and it was funny because the other day, I, I don't. Again, I don't listen to our show after the fact very often, but for some reason I did. And in my podcast app, I had two different 360 Vegas yep. that popped up, and the dates were different. And I don't know that I noticed one of them said VIP. Maybe it did. Yeah. Um, but I knew I, I clicked on the wrong one because a little ways into it, I had commercials. I was like, fuck. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> I'll go back to the other one. But yeah. So there, there is, because I, I, like I said, I can see both of them on my iPad or yeah. on my um, podcast feed on iTunes. Yeah. I think it's all one word together. 360 Vegas VIP is what the what the feed reads as. Okay. I'll have to double check that and delete the other one. And they always come out earlier, so that would be the difference in the dates. You'd, right. You'd see the new one. Right. Date, yeah. So, so I'm going to read this title, and then I have to give you a little bit of crap for it. So the, we've got some information about the monorail woes, but it's spelled W-O-A-H-S, which leads me to say, whoa, horsey, <laughs> versus woes <laughs> would have been W-O-E-S. I may be a writer, but... Um, well, it makes me think they're on the monorail, and they're going, whoa, okay. it's out of control. I don't have time for that grammar <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Or spelling or whatever. <laughs> My I'm, trying get, I'm trying to get the point across. See, this is why I'm a writer, but then I read whatever. Right. Because I'm like, it makes total I'm sense give to this you. to you because I'm pretty sure it's, <laughs> it's all kinds of goofy. <laughs> no doubt related to the absolutely absurd public statement made by the Las Vegas monorail last week that they were concerned about how Elon Musk's underground loop will impact the structural integrity of the structures above it. Governor Steve Sisolak decided to not sign a certificate that would award the mismanaged monorail 200 million in tax-exempt bonds. The monorail company needed that money to pay off 13 million in outstanding loans, as well as help finance the expansion of two new stations at Mandalay Bay and the MSG Sphere. It's said that the state could be forced to take ownership of the monorail if it falls into bankruptcy proceedings again the last time being 2010, which appears to be the goal of the state as part of the certificate that would have awarded $200 million to the monorail included a stipulation that once all their outstanding loans are satisfied, the state would take ownership of the monorail. This latest move would seem to indicate that the state doesn't believe in throwing good money after bad, especially when it would appear that it is only a matter of time before the monorail declares bankruptcy once again considering ridership has been in a decline since 2016. This is just so screwy. Like, uh, I mean, how many times have they you, gone You through? defended them last week, and I'm like, it's crazy. It's absolutely no, crazy. No, I, I defended them and their concern about the structural piece because I think that's right. What I think is absurd is the financial situation that they're in, that if they don't get this $200 million from the state, not only can they not pay off their existing loans, but, you know, and why are you expanding? If you're losing money, why are why are you expanding? What do you think this is going to be? I, I don't know if it's like this in in all business, but I know in Vegas they have a there is a long history of throwing good money after bad because the right. idea being oh it'll if, turn around yeah if you're That'll not doing well the what you need to do is bring new things on online so it's fresh and exciting and then people will come and then you know you'll you'll make up you know for what you did before and and it's it all it all it'll, it'll all work, work out. out yeah yeah i doubt it <laughs> not next, in this case <laughs> next up an msg sphere update this week for the first time the estimated budget for the msg sphere at venetian was revealed during their first quarter during their first, during their fourth quarter, fourth quarter, <laughs> during their fourth quarter earnings call, it's going to be 1.2 to 1.7 billion dollars, or another way to put it, it would be three times more than it costs to build T-Mobile Arena, which opened less than three years ago. Also, it's half a billion dollars over the original projected cost. I think my phrasing earlier would tend to indicate that it was not previously shared, but okay. The revised budget was, <laughs> was shared. Now let's catch up. To, redu to reduce their debt load and leverage current assets, Madison Square Garden also disclosed their plan to spin off the company's ownership in the Knicks and Rangers. 
Despite projections that the MSG Sphere will draw more people to its Vegas location than the New York variation, after the call, Madison Square Garden stock price dropped 9%. MSG Sphere is expected to open in 2021. Okay, so a couple things. One, um, MSG is getting easier to say, but it still makes me think of the Chinese food always. additive. It'll, it'll always. How many people? How many people will show up in there? Asians. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I, it's gonna sound like stereotype, but it's only. It fits the joke better. Um, <laughs> it is. Is how many Asians will will go in there, and be like, what? What the fuck's the Asian <laughs> Stop. food? Where's the food? Stop. I'm just saying. There's um, gotta be. There's gotta be an Asian offering within there. I'm sure there will be, like every other major know, food, right. you know, you know, stadium or arena or anything like that. Right. Um, secondly, it, it seems like T-Mobile Arena was a deal to build if 1.2 million is three times, or 1.2 billion is three times more. Or maybe 1.7, whatever. It, yeah, but still, it seems like, you know, when you consider, I mean, the Raiders Stadium is how much? I keep forgetting that. It's a billion and change or something. I think it's close to two. It seems like a deal, but then the flip side of it is I would expect it to be more expensive because of the funky outside. That's exactly what I was thinking. And the, the, whole the time. structure, because it's a sphere instead of your typical arena. The idea shape. is it's supposed to be like, holy shit, right. what is that? So and I would expect it to be more super high tech and all that stuff. So yeah. But three times more seems like a lot. Yeah. Number three. Spin off the ownership of the Knicks and the Rangers. Are you fucking kidding me? But okay. But Vegas does this shit all the time, where they create a separate company and then they put it, they put their businesses in there, and then they sell stock in it. So they're basically raising more money for shit they already have and they already have debt on. Yeah, and I I find it hard to believe, quite honestly, that the Vegas location will draw more than the New York location is I, so iconic. That's actually the thing I thought was the bullshit part. That I'm like, really? I just have a heart. I mean, any event held in Madison Square Garden is a huge deal. I mean, I get that it's aging, but it's an icon. I mean, yeah. and it's it's kept up. Yeah. But, it, it, yeah. I, I just, know. yeah, so I, I have a hard time with that. I'm with you. All right. Next up, pedestrian repercussions. In news, I wish I was there to cheer on. It was reported this week that two pedestrians were critically injured after they were hit by a bus on the Las Vegas Strip. Hang with me. Hang with me. The incident occurred when two intoxicated men decided to cross Las Vegas Boulevard at the Mirage and Harrah's Crosswalk, despite having a do not walk sign. They were both rushed to the hospital and their condition is described as, quote, life threatening. No word how thunderously the applause was by locals at the time of the incident or how natural selection plays itself out. <laughs> Listen, no matter how many bollards you or bollards or whatever the fuck, I don't care, Alistair. No, they're bollards. No matter how many of those things you set up, you can't protect well, stupid those, Karen. Those are designed to protect the, the innocent people on the sidewalk from the you stupid people. My, you trumpled you trumpled you trumpled on my joke. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to say bollards can't protect stupid. I know, I heard it. But well and it's I should point out that this wasn't like a public transportation bus that hit them. This was a charter bus. Oh, I so know. it wasn't like the RTC or something doing their normal route. Because they're prepared for that. Shit. They are. I mean, they, they know to look out for these, these you know, drunk idiots walking out in the middle of the street. But, yeah, no, this was a charter bus that was in town. I'm not sure the company, but it wasn't like a local. So uh, I hope they were launched in the air. I hope they, they traveled a distance. <laughs> oh, it would have been so great. It's just another step towards them putting in yet another crosswalk over there. And that's one of the easiest places to cross. Which it really is. I, I really, that's one, if I'm going to cross the street, I'm like, okay, all right, thank God we're at Harris and Mirage. This yeah, I know, and easy. it's kind of silly that they even bring up that they're talking about building one at the Sahara Las Vegas yeah. four stop. And it's like, what are you talking about? You got to get the Planet Hollywood Cosmopolitan Bellagio one fixed. You got to get the fucking one from uh, Mirage and Harris fixed. Like, you got some shit you need to work on before you worry about I, that. Yeah, area. I can't believe they've got nearly enough traffic down there to warrant one, but it, well, we've talked about that. Yeah. Next up, Exhibition City. Vital Vegas is reporting that a new project is in the works for a 240-acre site located south strip. It's called Exhibition City, a mixed-use venue that will feature three components. A 2.5 million square foot auto pavilion surrounded by test tracks named Auto City, Oasis City features an 18,000-seat arena. I don't know what the fuck you'd use that for. Mm -hmm. And Expo City, 
whose features we assume are in the name because no unique details were shared. So a convention center. Yeah. All three will also feature retail and hotel accommodations, but Expo City will also have a casino. Since the project has yet to be officially announced, details on when it will begin, how much it will cost, and when it's expected to be completed were not shared. Those with a predilection towards cynicism can dial that back a bit as the architect attached to the project is Gensler, an organization not typically associated with projects that never get off the ground. Gensler is responsible for building Facebook's headquarters, the Shanghai Tower, the second tallest building in the world, and a lot more like that. All that said, an apocalyptic amount of shade was thrown over the entire project thanks to friend of the show at the Ryan Hess. In a move I'm typically known for, Ryan decided to take a closer look at the rendering to notice it's massively fabricated. <laughs> the article mentions that Exhibition City will be located south of Mandalay Bay. At first glance, seeing the Luxor beam shining in the sky, the Valley High Golf Course, and what looks like part of McCarran Airport gives you the impression that that's where we are in the rendering. However, closer inspection of the strip shows the Stardust, Circus Circus, and Riviera. Or better said, the rendering picked up the land south of Mandalay Bay, cut and pasted it beyond North Strip. Luxor was simply photoshopped in to give the impression the landscape was South Strip. Not even accounted for in this rendering is possibly one of the most recognizable landmarks in the city, its tallest structure, Stratosphere. If the project wasn't already unlikely to happen, this discovery seems to damage all credibility. So, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You build the tallest structure in the world at some point. It's only recently been surpassed. I know. And you can't use a realistic rendering of the landscape where you're supposedly going to build. Bullshit! It's not happening. It's it's a rendering. I don't think I don't think that the happening. creative license they took with the rendering necessarily means the project is complete and total bullshit. Karen, they now, took a rendering that is fifteen years I, old. I got it. I understand. What kind of fucking Mickey Mouse operation is doing <laughs> that shit? Because they decided they got way more money to spend to build this damn thing than to worry about a rendering. I I don't think the so listen to me. I don't think the rendering is the nail in the coffin. I think, though, that this project in and of itself is not going to happen, especially with the location that they're talking about. Every time they try to build these big, self-sufficient... I mean, since we've been here, how many projects have we heard about where they're trying to, oh, we're going to you know, build this, and it's going to be South Strip, or it's going to be in this other part of town, and it's going to be... And it's not Strip-centric. And again, with them putting in an arena, why? You want to know how many arenas you have now? now I mean... It, especially with the sphere coming in and how many other... You don't need another one. Reminds me of the South observation Strip. wheel, like a second one, like going, why are we going right. to have two of these? You don't... It, it's not needed. And an expo center? Okay, because, like, there aren't already how many of those on the Strip or the Las Vegas Convention Center? And just because you're going to have a casino in the expo center? So what? Who cares? <laughs> and a car, a car track? I think they've got some of those already. I just... This whole concept to me is like, yeah, sure, it'd be nifty if you had all those in one place. But there's no need to build them all in one place. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's my that's my two cents on the whole thing. Not that anybody cares. Battleborn pins are Disney-quality enamel pins of vintage Vegas icons. The ever-expanding collection includes this week's featured pin, the Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas sign. The world-famous Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas sign was designed by Betty Willis and installed south of the Strip in May of 1959. It stands 25 feet tall, is outlined in yellow incandescent light bulbs, and the individual letters in the word welcome are housed in silver dollars, outlined in neon, a callback to Nevada's state nickname, the Silver State. Influenced by the googie architecture movement that took over Las Vegas in the 1950s, the design for the sign was never copywritten. As a result, it's public domain, and therefore anyone can use its likeness. Available in four different colors, this Battleborn pin only costs nine dollars. Three sixty Vegas listeners can drop that price another twenty percent when they use the promo code three sixty. Just go to bbpins.bigcartel.com or go to our blog, three sixty Vegas Podcast.com, and click on the banner ad for Battleborn pins. 
Next, Trustworthy Brewing Co. and Barbecue is now open. Specifically in the Grand Canal shops at Venetian, the 11,000 square foot or 1,100 square foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slightly different. Slightly. <laughs> the 1,100 square foot plus space features a beer garden offering prime viewing of the shops in the Grand Canal shops at Venetian. The shops in the Grand Canal shops? That's not the joke. The joke is, why the fuck would anybody want a patio in Inside. a mall? Uh, yeah. So you can view... Yeah, that's... Additionally, it has a 60-seat bar featuring an old-school movie theater marquee signage above it. has the ability to accommodate up to 430 and 1,100 square feet. i got to have that number wrong. Yeah, that's got to be wrong. Yeah. It offers several private dining rooms, some featuring skee-ball, and one has a wall-to-wall mural paying tribute to Bill Murray, your favorite comedian, Karen. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Why? Why? Private, because Bill Murray's cool. No, he's not. He is cool. He's gross. Okay, but that's part of what makes him cool. No, he's gross. He's cool. Private tours of the brewery are also available. I gotta be honest, the space looks like a combination airport lounge, hospital, cafeteria, and Marriott ballroom. I, I just don't care. Honestly, the, I think that the first time I can remember eating in the, any place in the shops was when Alistair and, and I went to Canonita for Restaurant Week. I, and it was... The food was delicious. Well, I guess technically Cut isn't in the shops. It's not. And neither is the, what's that cafe that we go to? Grand Lux. Grand Lux, yeah, that's it's not, not in the shops. And we've had stuff. Well, no, no, no. We've had, remember, we've had like, I um, can't remember the names of any of them now, but they had like brew pubs that were right by the convention space. Yeah, but they're still on that main convention floor. They're not in the it's shops. Not, it's not in the shop. You're right. I mean, you've got to go up to the shops. Right. And one of the, when we ate there, they have a patio that overlooks the canals. It was so freaking loud. With, oh, right. Because you've got all the people echoing, and then you've got the gondoliers going through and all this, and you're inside. I'm like, this is not a patio experience. This is not what you want to... And I just... There's nothing about this. I mean, granted, if it's a microbrewery, good for them, but I'm not a, a beer drinker, so I don't care. Yeah. And I'm unfortunately, I'm snobby about my barbecue, so I, I don't... I, I don't even care. And I think you've got to be wrong in the square footage, because... There's no way you can fit 430 people in 1,100 square feet. <laughs> They're like, we can do it. <laughs> Unless they're standing on each other's shoulders about, you know, three tall. Right. <laughs> and finally, we have new moonshot goodness coming. Hold on, I'm distracted. I don't want to get that square footage. <laughs> oh, I don't know where the hell I got the square footage, but I see where I got the number. It says they will have five beer tanks that sit behind the bar and produce... 1,150 gallons of beer. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> and somehow you translated that to square footage. Yeah, I don't I don't see anything about square footage. Okay. In here. Strike that. Correction. That's funny. So now, yes. can we talk about Moonshot? Just moments before we recorded this week's show, I got word from Moonshot.com that they have new shirts coming online, and as usual, we got to see them first. Also, as usual, several of them were taken directly from listener suggestions. They include the California Club, the Eldorado Club, Silver City, Stardust's original roadside marquee, the one with the planet yeah. centering yeah. around it. They also have two versions of the Westerner coming out, the fictional casino from the movie Ocean's 13, The Bank. Oh, do they really? Yep. That's awesome. And one shirt I had no idea they were working on, a vintage edition of our 360 Vegas chip logo, a throwback, if you will. Or, or our alternate logo, like, like they do with, <laughs> with pro jerseys and stuff. Designed by Moonshot and available exclusively at Moonshot.com. I couldn't That's be awesome. more thrilled about being partners with these guys. And based on your feedback, you couldn't be more enthused about it as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for everyone that, that's supporting them and what they're doing and giving them ideas. And uh, it's exciting that you, you kind of found these guys and fell into them because this is... This is working out pretty good for you. It was cool. It was just such a side throwback. Hey, so we thought we'd just take a shot at this, and if you don't like it, you don't have to worry about hurting our feelings. I'm like, I love it. <laughs> the logo, <laughs> yeah, that was a surprise. It was super cool. I can't wait for you guys to see it all. All right, that's going to do it for news. Let's move into prop bets. For those of you that are somehow still unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. This is a new listener every week, Karen. Yeah, well, you know. I'll go back in the back catalog and hear it. 
First up, Donnie and Marie are to be honored with a star in the Las Vegas Walk of Stars this October 4th, a designation that would be worthy of congratulations if the Walk of Fame wasn't densely populated with a collection of who? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, I don't even tell people about it because if, if I find one to point, oh, look, it's Frank Sinatra. It's then like, oh, wow. And they start paying attention. Like, who's that? Like, I, I don't I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> As preparations continue for the Hard Rock to close in February of 2020, so Virgin Hotel renovations can begin, it was reported by Fox News that the hotel casino's projected four-month dark period has doubled. The reason for the increase was not disclosed. Eight months. They must be banking on it because they basically say, you know, we need that extra time. And we're just going to be closed because that's time that they could be taking reservations and getting ready to open. And, I just and don't understand how radically you could be. So they've got to be doing the place. back of the house stuff, right? They've got to be doing the infrastructure to actually. I close. never thought about that. Maybe that's the case. Maybe they're like, no, 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 no. Like all of this is old school. We got to do it. The they're going right to rip way. it out and do it the right way that instead of sense. doing it half-assed and trying to rush through it. That makes sense. So I mean, I'm not surprised because four months for a major renovation of a property that size seems a little short. Oh. So I guess the eight months doesn't surprise me, but considering they've been doing sections of it in different parts of the hotel, it does maybe seem like, I don't know. I'm kind of going both sides of it. It seems reasonable and then it seems a little long, but yeah. it'll be interesting to see what it looks like when it's all when it's all done. Yep. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse at Harrah's is currently closed through August 28th which is only a few days away. So it can undergo an estimated $725 million, million dollar renovation for Ruth Chris. I don't want to believe that I've done That's not twice. right. That does say, what are you talking about? A million dollar renovation to a restaurant? That's pretty no, common. $725 million renovation. It's got to be 725000 oh. <laughs> That That is Let's it's thousand. It I'm just Let's calling just call it, it that. that. Yeah. Um, so it can undergo a seven hundred twenty-five thousand dollar <laughs> renovation. The high-end chain took over the space they currently occupy at Harrah's from the Range Steakhouse in 2013. I have no comprehension of money or, or value. I, I don't, but I looked at that. And went no, 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 no. In preparation for Tim Burton's Neon Boneyard exhibit, exhibit. Scheduled to open October 15th, it was announced that the Neon Museum will honor the filmmaker at their annual Boneyard Ball with their Glow Award. Something we can't say for certain, but are pretty sure was made up just so they could give Burton something. Additionally, the Killers will perform at said ball. Tickets to both the Boneyard Ball and the Burton exhibit are on sale now. Edge Vegas is reporting that the Plaza will host the second annual Las Vegas Pickleball Open on September 24th through 28th. Google it if you're interested in learning what the hell pickleball is. I'm curious if any of our listeners play it. Like it's one of those things where like, you're so dumb, nobody doesn't, like, we're in the league. I, don't, I have no idea what it is. I, I, I know we reported on it once, I just don't remember what <laughs> it was. In a move that should enrage stockholders and employees alike, it was announced this week that MGM Resorts purchased a 50% stake in the Seidel Group, the company behind the boutique hotel brand Nomad, featured at Park MGM. This in the wake of the $300 million cost-cutting initiative, supposedly to improve the company's cash flow. The cost of the deal was not disclosed, but I'll go all in and say that it was at least $200 million. So, so I'm going to separate the two here for you. The cutting of the 300 million was to improve, ca improve cash flow because that's cutting like day-to-day -day operating costs. When you buy an investment in a company like this, that's an asset. So that has nothing to do with your cash flow that you report to Wall Street because this is like a long-term investment in asset kind of thing. So they are two different pockets of money. It's still cash, but it's, it's accounted for in two very different ways. So they're just shifting numbers around is what you're no. telling me. It's creative accounting. No, so so think about it this way. If we wanted to, you know, cut on our cash flow at the house, we might cut our direct TV bill or we might cut something like that. But if we wanted to make an investment, like in, let's say, a new car, that's an asset. So there's still cash going out the door, but it's not like it's a, a daily hit to our operating budget. You're buying an asset. We're buying the car. It's a different thing. I hear what you're saying, but if you don't have enough money to keep continuing to pay people to do their job and then you go out and buy another company, that would annoy me. 
I, I get what you're saying, but they are two different buckets of cash. And it's not that they don't have enough pe- cash to pay people to do their job. It's their investors are looking at it and say, our profit margins are too thin. You need to figure out how to make them better. By buying an investment in this other company, they also get their share of the process, profits from that business, which is more cash coming in. Mm. So there are two different ways of looking at it. I don't like it. I know you don't, but that's okay. You'll get over it. This week, Vital Vegas shared that the renovations to the Fremont Street Experience Viva Vision Canopy are halfway to completion. I think Scott frequently has that problem. He's only halfway to completion? That was, that was terribly constructed. I apologize, Scott. You're better than that. <laughs> I, you deserve better say, than that. All right. <laughs> I, just, I, I was like, ooh, I want to make a dick joke. No, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't. I, it was poorly constructed. Yes, it was. <laughs> Eater Vegas is reporting that Vesper Bar, the only bar that hasn't been remodeled or renovated since opening at Cosmopolitan 2010, will now do just that, to the tune of $800,000. Permit filings do not mention exactly what they plan to renovate. If I recall the... the and I'm not a big gin drinker. It's so. gin and whiskey, isn't it? Whiskey is the prime, is the two primary things. Cause it's I, don't, I know it's gin. I don't remember what the other one is. And so here, okay, so then I go back to, how are they going to spend $800,000 on that space? It's a little bar. It's not that big. We were just talking about Ruth Chris is going to spend 725000 on a whole restaurant. 800 more than that on a little bar space? It's not that big. <laughs> what are they spending this money on? Oh, let me do this for these people. I'll save them some dollars. And, but whatever I can save them, let me pocket. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Bad Owl Coffee has confirmed that they will be taking over the space formerly home to Starbucks in the Bank of America Plaza on 4th and Bridger Avenue near the Arts District. Bad Owl is a Harry Potter-inspired coffee shop who has recently scaled back their theming as brand expansion continues. Hmm. I just love that they're taking over Starbucks. I know, right? I mean, any any time that Starbucks isn't... No, 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 no. Just leave it all there. We'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. Oh, we still want coffee, but just not that. that yeah, you not, can get your a gazillion other places in the city. You want something a little more unique? Okay, here you go. Attempt. Oh, my God. that That's what they should... I mean, uh, maybe this is a bit of a leap, but think about the giant space that Starbucks just left open in uh, the the uh, Grand Bazaar at Bally's. Yeah. Like, fuck, take that shit. And they're like, whoa. Whoa, sir, you dial it back. <laughs> yeah, slow down a second. Let's do one at a time here. <laughs> Attempting to show confidence in their portfolio in the wake of disappointing second quarter earnings call, controlling interest shareholders Frank and Lorenzo Fertitta purchased an additional $51 million in Red Rock Resort stock this week. Palm's ongoing, reno- Palm's ongoing renovation, currently in the $690 million range, was to blame for driving down quarterly cash flow. I, from firsthand experience, I will say stockholders, be patient. What they've done with yeah. Palace Station and Palms is Red Rock-like. Like yeah. p- They talk about how Red Rock changed the game. Even after they did Green Valley, these are like inspired by Red Rock. And it, there's still great. quite a few other places in there that I'm looking forward to trying and eating and stuff. So they've got I shockingly world. am looking forward to Green Street <laughs> for some reason. We need to put that on the calendar soon. Fair warning, Mama Rabbit, one of Park MGM's newest restaurants, will feature sculptures in the design aesthetic very similar to that showcased via the giant bear on display at Wynn. Attempting to channel Donnie Darko-like nightmares, these sculptures will feature animals who don't typically stand on their hind legs, standing on their hind legs, and housing working slot machines in their midsection. Oh, good Lord. Mama Rabbit is scheduled to open on August 28th. Yeah, they're all like geometric shape, color changing. See, and the menu that we talked about there sounded good, and now I'm just like, mm. it, it was it it was disturbing. Yeah, just in time for 360 Vegas Vacation Nine, it was announced that SLS will officially be rebranded Sahara on Thursday, August 29th. Signage removal and replacement have begun. The Pokazarian statue is expected to be removed at the official rebranding ceremony. <laughs> Renovations to the property are expected to last through 2020. So wait, so that's going to be like the crown jewel, like the official rebranding. They're going to pull that freaky looking statue out of the I'm, ho- I'm hoping they either implode it or, or go Burning Man and set it on fire. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. In an attempt to clear up confusion caused by the current Encore signage. Ooh, 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 let me throw this out at you, Karen. Is that the dumbest thing that's happened in Vegas? What? The Pokazarian statue. Is that the dumbest thing that's oh, happened no. on the Strip? 
I can, I'm sure I know there's something dumber. I just can't think of it at the moment. <laughs> right. I know, but I wonder. It's, it's a I wonder stupid, if that freaky... isn't that you're an intelligent person and you're like, no, that can't be the dumbest. Is that really the dumbest? <laughs> I, I I mean, it's it's an ego trip. It's it it does it didn't fit in at all at all. I, so I mean, it's and it's stupid. I'm not gonna get it's dumb. But it, there, I, give me a little time, and I'll come up with something that's dumber. Because I know there's there's got to be a know. few things. I'll, I'll <laughs> come up with something. In an attempt to clear up confusion caused by current Encore signage showing the property as Encore at Wynn, Wynn Resorts announced plans to rename the property Encore Resort. The confusion has caused many guests to believe they need to check in at Wynn. That makes complete sense to me. Because think about it, you have Venetian and Palazzo. You have Wynn and Encore at Wynn. I never knew it was Encore. I mean, how long has this signage been up there? A while, but think about it. Like, people like us see it all the time. If you were a first-timer or you're coming to Vegas and, like, you don't care about any of that shit, you're just coming to Vegas. And then you go, oh, yeah, we're going to stay at Encore. And you get there and you're like, oh, it, it went? Oh, I don't I never even knew it was there. I just knew it was Wynn and Encore. I didn't even realize, so I'm not a, not a good barometer on that one. Vital Vegas shared that the long-drained water feature located opposite of Rumbar on the south side of the walkway into Mirage has decided to forego the water element in favor of blue aquarium rocks, or at least that's what they look like. I encourage all of you to tweet Derek <laughs> Stevens the hashtag Save the Mirage. Yeah, it would still be amazing if he. I know he's busy right now with Circa going up. <sighs> But that would just be, like, the best of all options is yeah. to have him buy that. Speaking of water features, the one inside the Caesars Forum shops by the spiral escalators is being removed to make room for Oprah's new restaurant concept. What? Right. Isn't it, like, in the middle of the spiral? So she, oh. Yeah, I, I, that, that one is equally dumb. It's fucking gray water, people. It's, it's, I understand that you're not making any money off this space, but if every, like, if you're going to turn this into a true Indian bazaar where every single step we have is something that you can buy and there's nothing worth looking at, <laughs> again, well, you're going to again, okay, make so, it less appealing. So Oprah's new concept restaurant, what is it going to be, a Weight Watchers restaurant since she just bought them? We talked like, about I, it before, but I didn't, I didn't bother to recap. And she's not, all she's doing is putting her name on it money behind it. She didn't know how to cook. She's got cooks for her. She's never been behind it a day in her life. No one said this was Oprah Winfrey's restaurant. It's her restaurant concept. But it's no. It's just it's that's what makes me mad. That's like Guy Fieri putting his name on a restaurant. Guy Fieri is not a cook. Oprah's not a cook because Oprah doesn't do cooking shows. You know, or or like traveling around trying out other fucking food and shit like that. No, she doesn't. Well, that's Guy Guy Fieri does. He's on. He's not a cook. Shows on the fucking. So, Food Network but he's like still that. got an executive saying, set that's coming up. Don't defend this guy. I'm saying the two of these are not fair comparisons. I, I think they are. Moonshot.com is the place where you can get your favorite vintage Vegas shirts. Incredibly comfortable to wear. Available in male and female cuts. Two styles. Multiple colors and sizes. Reasonably priced and cool as hell. Options include this week's feature property, the Sahara. When Milton Prell opened the Sahara in 1952, it was the sixth hotel casino on Highway 91, and in a prime location at the start of the Las Vegas Strip. The property would become such a significant part of the city's history that they named a street after it. Its evolution with that city is so vast, it can't be done justice on just one shirt. So Moonshot.com has four of them. The Sahara's brand name is so strong, It's doing what no one has done before in Vegas history. Return to the landscape and the building it used to occupy. These and dozens of other vintage Vegas shirts are available at moonshot.com starting at $27. Use the promo code 360Vegas, no spaces, and save 15% off your order. Just go to moonshot.com, that's M-0-0-N-S-H-O-T.com, or go to our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com and click on the banner ad for moonshot.com. Eater Vegas did a story covering the remarkable success of Block 16 Food Hall at Cosmopolitan as it comes up on its one-year anniversary of the opening. 
those interested in the stats shared, we will have a link on the blog to the article. I didn't want to go over all of them here, but it's no joke, man. That yeah. is top. It's packed. Quality. All the time. That thing is. Yeah. yeah. Once again, Rod Stewart is being sued by someone who attended his residence show at Caesars Coliseum, claiming they were injured as a result of the singer kicking autographed soccer balls into the crowd. Lawsuits regarding this segment of Stewart's live performances date back to 1989. To date, all have been settled out of court. I heard them talking about this on the radio this morning. For the record, these haven't all been at Caesars. These are his live No, but his live... But the number of times... That he kicks in some... That he has been sued. It's like at some point you're like, dude... Stop fucking kicking soccer balls into the, into the crowd. No, I it literally realize. is. I knew the last time it happened, because uh, we reported on it, and then this time I'm like, dude, you just got busted for this, and the article was like, nope. No, it's been at least... Way back to 1989. I, I, they rattled started. off at least 10 different dates. Yeah, yeah And no part joke. of the lawsuit now is saying, you should have known better. Go back and look at this history. Well, and on top of that, too, he apparently is a really good soccer player. Like, he went... He's like 74. Well, was when he, he was younger. Okay. When he was younger. But that's like, what I mean. Now like it's like... It, it, to go play for like... Or try out or do something for like one of the Premier Leagues. But at 74, I mean, you'd think that... Okay, he, his kick doesn't have quite the anything, up in it anymore. That make it more uncontrolled. Like, who knows where this thing's going. Maybe. Yeah. And lastly, Ambria, Italian kitchen and bar and speakeasy, is opening this coming Monday, August 26th, at the MGM Grand. In the space formerly home to the previous Italian place, Fiamma. Famia. Famia. And Fai- I think it's Fai-a. and I think it's Ambra, yeah. not Ambria, and it's Famia. This the speakeasy is named Pravada. Because it's private. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got that. You know, I know it shouldn't matter, but it always seems to me lazy when you're like, we're gonna close this Italian place. And we're gonna open another Italian place. We're like, well, well uh, so I think I, I, I know it's completely irrational, but it okay, as long as you admit that, we'll yeah. move on. <laughs> So that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions is the part of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First up, Ariana Grande is performing at T-Mobile Arena Sunday, December 15th. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start at $35. Jeff Dunham is performing at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace for five Sundays in 2019 and 2020. Those dates are November 3rd, December 1st, February 16th, March 15th, and May 24th. Shows start at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start at $150. Guess who's got tickets for Dunham? <laughs> Just out of curiosity, what do you have it? What date did we get? In December or in, yep, in November? In December. Oh, I didn't know if you were going to turn it into like a birthday present for me. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about yeah, that. I was okay. like, hey, we don't, we don't do stuff in December. Yeah, we don't have anything booked yet. <laughs> <laughs> Don McLean is performing at the Golden Nugget Friday, October 4th. I think it's McLean. But I have no idea McLean. who this person is. This is the guy that does American Pie. Okay. Bye. That, all right, I know the song. I, I don't know anything just, else he does. I just like that you turned it into an extinct McDonald's sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> McLean. But it looks like McLean. I know it does. M-C-L-E-A-N. I know it does. Let me have this joke. Let me enjoy this. All right. <laughs> Whatever. Other people can correct me. I, I don't know. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $39. <laughs> like how you're like, you can interrupt me, but I'm not going back. <laughs> Where did we leave? Right here. Because I, I don't know. The right, if I look at it, I'm still going to say McLean. I don't know <laughs> what it. Yeah. And lastly, Foo Fighters are headlining the Intersect Music Festival at the Las Vegas Festival Grounds Friday and Saturday, December 6th and 7th. Show starts at 3 p.m. Tickets start at an undisclosed amount. I, I don't believe they're performing both. I think no, they'll, they'll be the, the yeah, final the, act. Yeah, yeah, in the last. Yeah, which the, the, the the biggest name attached right. to this. Which, if, if anybody hasn't seen Foo Fighters, they have so much fun yep. 
when they're performing. And if they, you're a musician, I'll bet you you really yeah. love them. Yeah, they um. they they spend a lot of time kind of riffing and doing like little instead of just playing the songs, kind of riffing and doing stuff and interacting with the audience, which isn't it's a pet peeve for Marks. You said well, the same thing. I got bored. I was ready to go to bed. That's the thing. It was late. It was past our bedtime. But um, and they sound phenomenal. Yeah, Don't I mean, get me wrong. They sound amazing, incredible. But it's like uh, typically the concerts we go to, uh, music in general, I get emotionally involved with. Right. I mean, it, it's. I mean, if they it's, go, it's if they go an hour and a half. That's a good. I mean, that's a long concert yeah, for most of the headliners that we've Foo seen. Fighters typically goes two and a half hours. I think we left Play, it two and a half, and it was an still hour, going. Playing an hour and a half worth of music. Well, yeah. yeah, but I mean, they do cute stuff like bring little kid musicians up on stage, and yeah. I mean, it's they're fun. But yeah, they're they're great. If you've never seen them live, I definitely think it's a bucket list band that you should go see. Yeah, I wouldn't agree with that. But well, I do. I like the Foo Fighters. <laughs> Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. All right, let's check the river. All right, this week in the river, we got some listener feedback, and I think it would be apropos that Karen take this. <laughs> All right, so we got an email from Hugh Gracie. He says, hey, man, just want to drop a quick note to say thanks for the Rex." Andiamo's was hands down the best meal we have ever eaten, and we've eaten at some nice places all over, or at least we thought. It was just amazing. I told my wife how y'all have talked up Giada's, and she was skeptical, and I was too. But oh my gosh, it was just unbelievable. We loved every minute of it. We skipped around and had drinks and apps at Beauty and Essex, China Poblano, and Momofuco. It was all delicious. We were so happy with the places we ate. On the last night, my wife needed something sweet to end the night, and I was gambling at Planet Hollywood because we were staying there. So she got an Auntie Anne's pretzel, and come 2 a.m., she was violently ill. I was running down the strip at 3.30 a.m. after having been asleep mm. to get her meds at CVS at Bally's. Luckily, we calmed her stomach down enough to get to the airport for our 6.40 a.m. flight back why, to Nashville. Why did you run to Bally's? You're right next door to Mecca Walgreens. Oh, at Planet Hollywood. You're right. Because <laughs> you had to have to go past Paris to get to it. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, but, yeah, 6.45 a.m. flight back to Nashville. Sucky way to end an awesome trip. Thanks again for all the recs, and tell Karen to keep the restaurant reviews coming. Told you people like them. Well, and I find it funny that they ate at all these other places, and she got a pretzel at Auntie Anne's and got sick. I know. Isn't It's almost like her stomach was conditioned for all this For really food. good food. And then you're like, oh, I want a guilty <laughs> pleasure thing, and the stomach's like, what the fuck are you? Everybody out. Everybody out. I feel bad for it. I, that I is agree. an awful way to end the trip, but I'm really glad that, you know... Y- our rambling about my rambling about food, you know, help somebody out and that while you enjoyed the it. places. <laughs> yeah, while eating it. So yeah, I mean, you hit a, a ton of awesome places that trip. So there's a lot more out there, but I'm glad you like those. And uh, yeah, despite you know Mark hating every minute of it, I'll I'll keep talking about food and restaurants <laughs> on the show. So. All right, that's going to do it for episode 312. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas and get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Karen, where can folks find you? I'm at Karen Mark. She just told you where you can find me. So until next time.